Good Monday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. A pleasure to connect with you guys through the I Love Seville Network on a show presented by Keller Williams Alliance. And I'll tell you what, KWA is all up in this studio this morning. <laughs> Today's show is going to be absolutely fantastic. It's the first day of spring. Interestingly, I woke up to 22-degree temperatures in Almora County, but still, the first day of spring, we celebrate spring on the horizon. Woo. Judah Wickhauer is our director. Let's go to the studio camera and welcome the KWA panel. Keith Smith, Real Talk with Keith Smith. Nikki Chambliss, team leader extraordinaire. And the fabulous Amanda Spagoni in the house. Friends, good Monday morning. Monday morning, morning. Jerry. Wow. It's, uh, I, I think it's, I'm looking at the weather because I'm going to do a bike ride this afternoon. It's going to be close to 50 by the time. Uh, First day of spring. First day of spring. Hopefully no allergies yet. Do you have allergies? Uh. Yeah. No? Oh, Thankfully, you're very lucky. I'm lucky. Allergies? I mean, I manage them really, really well. Claritin every day? Zyrtec every day, yeah. Flonase every day. There you go. And Zyrtec really should be switched out every year or two to one of the other versions. Right, because you eventually... Because resistance or something to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same the way. Same. I learned this. Chambliss. It took many, many years to learn this. It took years <laughs> of miserableness. Yes, yes. Years of it. Keith Smith, allergies? Real. I was just thinking about the... the, the Yes. Um, I was going to make a comment about four and a half years of miserableness sitting across from you, but I won't do that. Oh, <laughs> wow. There we go. What is this? I don't want to do that. Shots fired on yeah, Monday yeah, morning. Yeah, because I'm figuring about... Like that today. I, I, needed, like I needed to get that out before I got go. buried here. There you uh, go. Oh, do I actually went through a couple of years of shots. Oh. And it okay. absolutely helped. Work? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh have gosh. zero... Zero allergies. It, it's, is. it is worth the being a pincushion for a long time, but it was like once a week for like almost four years. Okay. And um, zero. Absolutely. I mean, I, had, I was allergic to everything right? under the sun. Oh, so I would do it. I would highly pin recommend it. might be where it's at. Shots <laughs> fired indeed. Marquise Johnson said Keith is firing shots across the bow. Yeah. I don't even think he knows what he did. I know what I did. I don't think I, he does. I know what I did. I don't think first, he does. first, let's clarify this. You know I love you. Shots so. fired. Oh, absolutely. I love you very yeah. much. So. Oh, dude, I'm not even worried about it. Where do you want to, <laughs> literally, not even worried about it. Where do you want to, uh, where do you want to begin? How's the market doing? I tell you what, why don't we start with asking everybody how their weekend was about real estate. So we'll start oh. with Amanda, because you're, you're, you team lead quite a few folks. I do, I do. So, so um, for myself personally, it was nice and quiet, which I, I needed, um, because I have not had that for <laughs> several weekends in a row. Um, but I did answer some questions, helped a couple of agents uh, prepare offers. Um, and um, yeah, so, it, but... What I'm seeing is that it was very busy. Um, but open house feedback was that most of the open houses had multiple groups. We did have one that was out in um, the Afton area that was slower um, over the weekend. But um, for the most part, if the location is right, then it seems to be there seems to be a lot of activity. Location, price, features, condition, exactly. timing, who's yes. on the other side. I, I wake up in the middle of the night saying this. Yes, yes, <laughs> it, it is. It is. Uh, it so is. our Green County listing went under contract. We uh, we had multiple offers within. Cully Baggett's asking it right now. It's under contract. Cully Baggett, literally had, the developer. Cully Baggett asking about the Deer Lake property right now. So to your, I wanted to work it into your open house uh, mm -hmm. comment. So we had multiple offers uh, on it over four. 
you know, very strong offers. We, you know, we just ratified, so I can't really go into too many details and details on it. But what was very um, interesting, the open house, which was a Saturday open house, not a Sunday open house, we had 12 couples come through yeah. in two hours. Yeah. And the other interesting things, 50% of them were unrepresented. That's really interesting. So it talk is. about that. What is that? No realtors coming through? So let's, let's, let, let's let Nikki. Like wow. legit unrepresented or like they were just saying it because everybody's like, yeah, sure, I got a realtor. Well, I don't know. Uh, Michael Plecka was there. I think they made them okay. write it down in blood. They yeah. were <laughs> unrepresented in putting offers on the house? No, that's not no, what no, I no, said. No, 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 okay. no, no because Walking through. Though, Walking there through. has okay. been a time, like for me, when I was directly doing the sales side of things, like open houses were my jam. Uh-huh. I'm a huge fan. The reason don't, I brought it up because I think it's going to I was back. like, yeah, don't have a conversation with me that you think is going to start and end with open houses don't work because it won't. It might start there, but I promise you, you're not working it. Are you looking That's at my notes? Happens. Stop looking at my oh, notes. Oh, ooh. Well, I, I think open, house, open houses are, are, are a thing that, that it's more for, um, it's not necessarily going to sell a house per se, but it's uh, okay. It's, yeah. A lot for a realtors. Okay, I'm jumping. Helps a realtor build their brand. So, but yeah, and no, network. No, right. no, yeah. but it's not just that. Because here's the thing: I had a conversation with a seller over the weekend about. Yeah, I think open houses are a waste. Um, it, he felt very. He felt a little. The seller said that he felt a, and he's not the first one. Because he this was out of place. Because he was placed out of his home. Yeah, but also he's not alone. I've had this conversation. I would say about half of my sellers blatantly were like, "Do we even really need this?" And I was like, "Hey, so here's the thing." If I host an open house in your home or one of my agents does that, what's happening is it's not about necessarily finding your exact buyer. It might, and that's really cool. But your buyer is most likely going to be able to find this house regardless if we are working in a, an industry where there are other professionals who run professional businesses, right? And for the most part, we have that here, right? So we're really fortunate in that. What an open house does, though, is it's another marketing campaign that is different than other marketing campaigns, and it allows your property get, to get in front of more eyeballs. So if, let's say, they don't pass the swiping through kw.com uh, moneymaker image test, because the reality is some homes, it's really hard to get that, that money shot. And that's what the first, if you see an image that's bad for the first shot, that listing is either struggling, about to be updated, or done poorly. That's just what it is. And if it's your listing, I'm The hero sorry, shot. The hero shot. Yeah. Oh, well, if you want to call it a hero shot, it's that's a money what, shot because it's what makes the money. It's called the hero shot. If you go to college, you know it's called oh, the hero yeah, shot in advertising. Do that anymore. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's what it's called. But I get what you're saying. That's if cool. it's not positioned correctly, then the listing should be completely redone from a branding and marketing standpoint. But in relation to that open house situation, I'm sorry, I'm in the mic. Um, <laughs> what happens is, is if it doesn't make the, oh, I'm scrolling through kw.com, nope, 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 okay. It's another point of marketing. It's another point of getting that home out in front of a group of people who, for the most part, everybody's interested in that. It's very rare that I run into somebody who's like, no, no, I'm not interested to know what you think about the housing market. So I want to add to that in a little bit because I think open houses today take on a very different um, picture than it did even six months ago. But Amanda, I'd love you to chime in and then I'll I'll wrap it up. So, I mean, I think think open houses can be – I do agree that they position a house. In my experience, though, an open house has not always been the avenue in which the buyer has bought the house. Of course not. No. Um, 
But it's, that's starting to change. And, I want to add to that here. But, and I think it's an opportunity for agents to meet unrepresented buyers in a lot of cases. I see, I see. It, it, um, but, I do, but I do think the interesting thing is, for me, what I from hearing what I heard about this weekend, is that there are a lot of buyers out there that are looking still, um, even even with all of the, the, the bad news out there. Sorry? Can I add one thing? Yeah, of course. So, and if it's done well, it benefits everyone. It right. benefits the seller. It benefits the listing agent. It benefits the buyers. It benefits the other realtors who are getting an assist with some buyer's ability to go out and look. And it's helping the realtor who's hosting it. Right. If it's done well. So what, why it is more impactful today than ever before is because try to get a showing request right, right. now. <laughs> if it's the home is in the right location, has the right features, has the right condition, yada, 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 on that, trying to get it. So actually over the weekend, I utilized open houses to help show my client things. So represented, unrepresented is a different story. Mm -hmm. But what's happening now is the open house is backstopping right. the ability to get buyers and their agents into the home because I literally couldn't schedule certain amount of homes over this weekend that we actually worked them into an op a schedule into an open house. So that's something new. I actually new. scheduled a show on, on my way here. I scheduled a showing for a house that's coming soon. It's listed as coming soon. That doesn't go live until Friday. I scheduled it for Friday afternoon. Absolutely. <laughs> like it, but because I knew that if I waited until it actually goes active or it's, um, that or I waited until later in the week that there was a possibility that I wouldn't be able to get into it on Friday, which is the first day it's active. So back to the Green County House, we had multiple offers over four, um, all very strong, 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 super strong offers, everything from waiving home inspections to not, to acceleration clauses, to appraisal gap clauses. It was just all over, all over the map within 24 hours of hitting the send, the right. send button. So on Friday, I think there was some concern that of the location and the price Oh, there was point. no concern on Friday. Oh, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, there was literally no concern on Friday. In fact, Cully is saying, I expect that one under contract right away. And he said, and we're telling him, yes, it did. Within and he lives within spitting distance yeah. of this house right here. Plus, you can get some great coffee. Oh, Murphy's. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I want to throw this out to, 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 to you two guys, right? Because I was in a debate on the way in with an agent that is, uh, he asked me to keep his name uh, out of it, but he's a top producing agent. And, uh, and he says, um, you know, sometimes we talk about, is it a buyer or a seller's market, right? What is it, guys? Is it a buyer's market or a seller's market right now? I mean, it's been a seller's market this whole time. That yeah. I is it really? Is it really? Yes. I think it's still a seller's market. Um, and I think there's opportunities to be had for buyers. Oh, always. Wow. Hold on. What was that? That was. I think it's a seller's market, but there's opportunity to be had. Well, I'm going to expand on that because you're right. Because I think one of the things that we're, is there is there's still a severe lack of inventory. The let's face it, if it's if it's well located and in good condition, all of the things that we we talk about on a regular basis, if it has all of those things, um, it will sell. It's now a seller's market for that individual for that, property. For that individual house. That's exactly If right. it is not in as top pristine condition and it doesn't, it isn't as um, a desirable a location or um, it doesn't have um, 
you know, features that people are looking for and need, maybe needs renovation, that type of thing, then it is going to be an opportunity for a buyer to go through the process and potentially get some things because it's going to probably sit on the market longer because they're, they're going to rule it out because of the need for... I'll leave the neighborhood out. It was literally two homes side by side. Literally two homes side by side in the right location, right price, had the right peaches. One, the condition was spot on, absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. The other one was, was not. Nothing has been done to it for decades. They right. should call Instastart Service Company. That's what I suggested to them, actually, to go in there. Actually, met with them uh, the other three days ago. They need to come in and do that. The one that was in good condition, that has been renovated, that yeah. has been updated, had 30 offers on it. Literally 30 offers on it. The one next door, I have the agent begging me to make an offer on it. Literally saying, my cl this price is negotiable. I said, really? Then why don't you just price it right to start with? But I won't get on that horse. Well, <laughs> I mean, and point. I think that that's... But they're that's, side by side. So one house is a seller's market. The house next to it is a buyer's market. Exactly. And that's what I think you're seeing. Is it's a, and it's, it is buyers are looking for a home where they're not going to potentially have to do a whole lot six months ago it. that was not the case 12 that, months ago that was not the case exactly but i think with the higher interest rates because there's not as big of a get because your money doesn't go as far it, with the higher interest rates hmm. that those renovations that maybe they were willing to take on at a lesser interest rate now seem overwhelming that they they don't have that cash well they either they don't have it or they don't want to dump the cash don't in, want to in, dump the cash in, right in okay i'm just going to say this out loud it's still a seller's market regardless that house is just poorly priced and marketed and everything, just everything. Well, it's a seller's market, to Amanda's point, and I agree with her 100%. It's a seller's market if you hit all these items. Well, the market if you don't, the market. Then, then it's... Then or it's, even our hyper-local markets, it's still mm -hmm. a seller's market. It's I, not I think a house-by-house house situation when we're talking about a market, though. So I'm just going to, like, I'm cool if we want to move on, but... No, I mean, I, I agree. I do think... Overall, it is a seller's market. I do think that statistically and everything, everything points to that it's a seller's market because there is such a lack of inventory. Uh, this is what your supervising broker has to say. By the, way. <laughs> uh, the benevolent dictator himself watching this fine and fair talk show. Um, I think we're in an economy where the traditional standards of buyer's market or seller's market do not apply. That's I, the point. We are now in a yes. space where agents have to have an individualized conversation with each seller and buyer and determine if this is their market for what they need and where their family is at. That's always the case. So, yes, always. Uh, Quinton, our chemistry is remotely working. That's literally the point I'm trying to, to make. Yes, nice. So it's a bit dangerous. Okay, there we in go. My, you know, it, it really takes down to individual properties, individual buyers, hiring the right team Always. to come on and, course, and, and, yes. and help you through it uh, because these conversations have to happen at at the kitchen table. And I will say, I'm saying always, and really I think most of us, all of us should feel that way now. Most of us have for years. And I say always taking advantage of the fact that it has been that way since I have been in this industry. And this industry has not always operated that way. So when I'm saying, oh, yeah, of course, that's how it is. But it has not always been that way in our industry. But so thankfully, in my time and my experience, it has been. And I'm really 
glad to be part of an industry that has changed in that way. So I think from a seller's perspective, and that's where I think the sloper is a little slippery here on this is a seller or buyer's market, is because a seller might think, well, it's, I'm just going to put it on the market in any condition it is. And you have to bring a trusted advisor and somebody who can explain to them, well, that's not the case. And that was the point I was trying to make is if the home is in not good condition, the buyers, you know, there may be a buyer out there. Uh, for it, but they're going to move on to some, at least the buyers I'm talking to, they're going to yeah. move on to something that's already been done and, and think, willing to pay more money for it. And I think mm-hmm. setting expectations is a huge part of what you know what we what we do. And I think um, when you're working with when you're working with a seller and you know you're looking for comparable properties when you're doing the pricing and you're doing a CMA, it's really important and imperative to make sure that you're that those comparables make sense in timing and that type of thing too. And so like looking at what the terms were, when it, when did it sell? What were the terms? Sure. Those types of things are really going to play into what was the condition of the home are going to really play into how does that relate to your, to, to that seller's home? Because if it, it was in, you know, even in like September, August of last year, that is a completely different market than what we're dealing with right now. And if it was a, if the interest rates were different a year ago. Um, I think I read that the, like a year ago today they were like four point six one, um, and now they're you know two points to, plus. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, you know, the, those homes might, and there was a real push with um, cash offers and things escalating and that type of thing. And not that that's not happening now, because it is happening now. But not on every every property. 90 days ago, it it wasn't necessarily happening. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a lot slower at the end of the year, first part of 2023. So really being conscious and setting those expectations of the seller. Well, you know, we're looking at this house. This house is exactly like yours. And it sold in January for this so we can we can bump it up for this part you know and like really be but when it sold it had all new roof put on a right. new HVAC right. system right. updated kitchen exactly and yours doesn't and yours doesn't therefore right. it should be at this price instead of that exactly price. and I think paying attention like so setting those expectations and then on the same hand doing that with the buyer as well is that saying okay this home sold for this amount of money um, and was in this condition and had X amount of offers or didn't, only had one offer, and you know, now you're dealing with you're competing. So how what's your strategy to be to to produce the winning offer? So that whole thing turns into hire a trusted advisor. Exactly. Right? Hire somebody for sure. yes. for sure. that knows how yes. to navigate the current market. Right. And it's street by street. And it is it's street by street. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Well, and I loved how you were talking about and you have this conversation with your buyer because I think that as a general rule, that's what we as realtors do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm speaking to consumers, to people who have bought houses, I'm not so sure. And maybe it's just that they've forgotten because it's been a hot minute, which is totally understandable. But the same conversations that I have with a listing um, appointment are the same ones I'm going to have very, very similar with my buyers as we go around and look at houses. And I know the market well because I'm out there doing it and I know what's out there. And a lot of times off the top of my head, I can give a pretty good valuation of the situation or do a good 30 to two hours of digging 
and have an incredibly knowledgeable conversation around a large area considering a neighborhood or whatever and be able to educate them really well on, hey, this is what you need to expect and this is why. For sure. And it's not that they're uneducated, but they don't do this every day, right? They know even real estate. They know investing. They actually could probably teach me some investing for the parts of it that I am not as knowledgeable in. But real estate is what we do every day. Well, I think it's also easy to get caught up in like the headlines and the you know and 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 seeing you know. I mean, I think the bank collapse, all of that. You know, does that scare you? Not really. No. Does that impact <laughs> I mean, real estate? I mean, I think yes, mm-hmm. yes, and I I think it I think it affects people's um, consumer confidence. Confidence, right? Like that. Maybe we should. We, maybe we should rethink, and I, I particularly see it with um, people that aren't from here as well. And not that we are—we're not in a—we don't live in a bubble in Charlottesville, in Albemarle, and the surrounding areas. And I've been doing this long enough, and been around it long enough to know that what's happening on a national level isn't always necessarily happening here. Um, and I think. Um, we're we're seeing we're still seeing housing prices increase. We're still see you know we're still seeing the lack of affordable housing. We're still seeing all of the things that have been around for a really long time. It's not a there there's nothing new. I don't think really that's happening here. Um, but I do think it's easy to get caught up in the the headlines and being like, oh well maybe I should wait to sell or maybe I should wait to buy because you know the home prices are bound to go go down so i'm glad you brought that out on wednesday we're going to do a uh how to win in the real estate market roundtable we're actually going to change folks in and out of the seat you're sitting at and i've actually have folks 10 15 to 11 30 10 15 to 11 30 thank you yeah sir um but i'm getting questions already emailed to me because we, we talked about this for the last couple of days our text and it's one of the questions that is asked is, is is this a good time to buy is this a good time to sell i know it's a big question right yeah uh, for sure. uh but uh can we jump in and see what you from your guys perspective is this a good time to buy and a good time to sell i mean i think i know the answer and you, but you let's guys see. are realtors this is like asking a chef is it a good time to eat dinner that's well, what you're asking now. Oh. Not at 2 o'clock in the morning, but, it, well, it depends well, on yeah, You're asking yeah. realtors, is this a good time to buy or sell a house? Well, I think I, I, I agree with Nikki. I heard, I heard her say yes. it depends. It depends on what your personal situation is. If, if you can afford, it's always a good time to buy. You know, um, they have all the, there's all those, like, little sayings, you know, like, um, that, you know, 100% it's a, renting is like 100% interest, um, those types of things. I mean, I think that if you can get your foot into the door to home ownership and you can afford, you can afford it and the, the monthly payment is, is, you know, something that you can afford and, and you're still able to, you know, when the HVAC goes or you have a plumbing problem or you need an electrician or whatever and you can still afford to pay for for those types of repairs, then I think, yes, it is a great time to buy, um, even with the interest rates the way that they are, um, because, you know, 
I don't know what the predictions are recently, but I mean, I know that they're saying at some point the interest rates will come down. They're not going to get back down to the threes. Scott Morris gonna... watching the program now. Ross Mortgage thinks yep. by the end of the year, upper fourths. Uh, that's, that's, awesome. that's awesome. As yeah, that's get, awesome. As yeah. we get deeper into the recession, you'll start seeing interest rates. Right. Start, so. And, I, and I, so I think that, yes, the interest rates will come down. And so you, there's always the possibility to refinance, making sure you can afford to refinance because refinancing does cost money. Yeah. Um, we we got to make sure we emphasize that. Right. Refinancing does cost. Um, but I also think, um, so buying, yes, I would agree. Selling, it depends on, it depends. It depends on the condition of your home. Is your home going to be comparable to the other things that are selling around it? Like, have you have you done the maintenance? Or is there a lot of deferred maintenance? Is there are there things that need to be done? Is it in a great location? What can you do to 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 make your home sell more quickly? Like so, and some things you can change, and some things you can't. I mean, you're getting props from Donna Patton. She's getting props from Woody Fincham. Top tier talent that Amanda Spagoni, Woody, Woody Fincham says, and a fellow Pat Jensen leadership graduate. I did. Ooh. I graduated from Pat Jensen Love leadership. Pat Jensen. Yes. Rest in power, Pat Jensen. Yes. Um, Chris, if you're watching, let us know. We love you too, Chris. A um, lot of stuff, a lot of comments, a lot of questions coming in here. A um, lot of folks on the feed right now are not buying the buyer-seller answer that was given, including friend of the program, Grayson, who owns a pretty special property in North Downtown. Um, he says it's either a buyer's market or a seller's market. It's difficult to say that it's both. Please relay that to the panel. Well, I, t I appreciate that position, but from the reality in the on the street, one house versus next, I'm just giving a snapshot of what happened on Sunday. One was multiple offers on, the other, the agent was begging me to make an offer. What that means is a different story, but to me it was both on one street. So... Um, Lake Monticello, I, and I kind of dig into this all the time. We've got nine houses on the market. We drop out new construction. 33 are pending. So that, that's 24 different. That's a 73% difference between that and Lake Monticello. But to talk about the seller's market um, and the buyer's market, there are two homes that are over 200 days old. So that means, you know, if that is in a buyer's market position. There, a buyer can strongly go in there and try to make an offer. All the rest are in single digits, low single digits, which would be a seller's, seller's market on that. How about this question? Um, for the panel, what is an active or legitimate comp in today's market with homes appreciating at such an aggressive clip? From Spencer, who works in finance, friend of the program, went to UVA with him. Um, what's a timely comp, he's asking? I mean, is a comp from January still legitimate right now in March when we know home prices in 2023 around the city of Charlottesville have appreciated 6 to 9% in 90 days? Is that a legitimate comp? Well, I think, you know, I think it takes somebody who is knowledgeable in the market to, like, look at, okay, how does it compare to, how does it compare to the subject property, right? Um, if there are a lot of differences, then, and, you know, like, so... It really depends on the location and where you can, what data you can get. But I do think you know we we adjust comparables to 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 reflect what that type of you know if there has been a a big six percent increase in value, then we're adjusting we're adjusting for that. I mean, I think that 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 a good comp is going to be something that 
in my opinion, this is just my opinion, um, is probably nothing more than 90 days old. I even think that's too and, and And I really start, I typically, I'm starting at 30 to 60 days. And then if I have to go to 90 days, that's when I go to 90 days. But anything older than 90 days, particularly right now here in March, you know, 90 days takes you back to, you know, December. Janu- De- December. Yeah, yeah. And December doesn't do- – it was slow it was in slow. December. It was slow in December. So that doesn't – that home doesn't really compare to – particularly the amount of buyers that are in the market. So I wrote that question down because when Woody Fincham comes here on Wednesday, that's a perfect question for Woody. Well, but that's a great for the appraisal, but the way realtors handle it is going to be different. Well, he did a CMA on my condo, Nikki, uh, the Villas of Southern Ridge that's a rental, and and his CMA suggested 226 for a list price on that condo. There's units now on the market since the CMA at 235. Okay. Yeah. So that's a nine K yeah, delta good. since he did his C, the CMA for and, me ten and days I'm, ago. Because he knows I'm, what he's doing. Ten days ago, I'm no, a nine no, no, K delta. I, I, I just, thought he was light. In ten days, we've it's gone up oh, nine thousand dollars since he gave me the well, CMA. And that an appraisal's not going to show that, but so much. Literally, no, the unit next but, to my building, her but, sister's old unit, yeah. nine thousand dollar <laughs> difference since he did the CMA. And. On Wednesday, we're going to ask Woody about this because there are ways that we can imp- employ uh, the appraisers to help us in this process. Now, there is, and I don't want to give it away, what Woody needs needs to talk yeah, about this watching. on on Wednesday. But you can, you know, if we're going to put a house on the market, we can engage somebody like Woody Fincham to go in and help us evaluate it because he has an up-to-the-minute pulse. But I'm actually getting phone yeah. calls from appraisers, out-of-the-area appraisers, mm-hmm. unfortunately, oh. Um, that are asking me, well, how come this list price was so low, right? You know, they're asking mm-hmm. me to help them get between the list price and the contract price. Why did it go up six figures? Why did it go up fifty grand yeah. up on it? Is the market moving moving that fast? And and I think it is. I, I think the market's tempo right now, as we sit here, is pretty damn up up tempo yeah. on it. So ten days, and yeah. I, that was an honest, straight up looking at it, a, it appraisal and now I'm it hasn't, basically your ten thousand it hasn't sold yet, right? It, oh but, it's about it's gonna go under contract. It just yeah. got listed. Yeah. Nice. It got listed on was it Friday it was listed? Yeah. But it hasn't yeah. sold yet, so we can't use it as a comp. So we're talking yeah, about yeah. a four percent delta in ten days. Yeah. From the CMA till now. Yeah. I would yeah. say and, and and my assumption it sells for that price, but then again it could not. Right. Right. So it, it, then again, it could not. And there could be seller concessions which actually drops it down a little bit. You know, they, they don't, well, we don't know because it's not on the contract. And here's a part of the conversation, too. Um, one of the things a lot of times as listings, actually, no, this is it, whether it's crazy like it's been for the last two years or whether it's from four years ago, pricing it where you think it will sell is not necessarily the way to actually get that price, right? Because if you do, then people sometimes will walk away from it, right? And I'm not saying specifically about your property, because oh, that has worked out incredibly well. But the well, question that perfect. I would, and, and this would be a question for Woody, the question mm-hmm. I'm being asked from outside real estate agents is, how come it was listed at a dollar and it's now under contract for a dollar fifty? How did that listing agent get that mm-hmm. far off? And why is the delta there? That's well, the literally the question. Reason, that would be, is that a strategy to solicit multiple offers and escalate the price above ask? Okay. And I actually yeah. don't, I don't think that's okay, it. Okay, whether I really we want to admit that or not, some agents in car do that strategy. 
Well, it's okay. not even a strategy because I, I'd like I had an instance with the seller, and this was before craziness. This was way pre-COVID, and I told her I was like, "Hey, I hear what you're saying. It was a possibility. It was in an area where there was a high possibility still for multiple offers." And I said, "Hey, if you price it above this point, you're going to narrow down the group of people that are going to be interested in seeing it. Here's why. Here's the range that I recommend. Where would you like me to price it?" And when we went with my advice, she had some good solid offers that she turned down because she still had in her head a certain thing, and she ended up taking less than she had to had she taken good trusted advisor message given, right? So there's those kinds of things. I'm not saying there should be a gross gap. And Is honestly, it unethical to price, to come out of the gates with the list price substantially below market for the sole purpose of soliciting multiple offers? Substantially. Studio camera, Judah. Now, I mean, I think, I guess, I think what you, the, and sometimes the issue can be too that if nothing has sold in the last ninety days in that community, so you're looking at six months ago, then, um, then it could be that there was there's no there is no comparable property to compare it to, right? No, so, so then it becomes a educated guess, right? And sometimes our educated guests are less than what the market changes to. Because the market changes. You just gave a great example in 10 days. 10 days. 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> um, the market changes every day. Um, so now, not drastically, but it does change. So if a, house, if a house is in a neighborhood where nothing else has sold for the last 60, 90 days, and you have a seller who wants to sell a house in that neighborhood, coming up with a price can be difficult, right? Because it's not like, it's who's, who's to say that, you know, this house in this neighborhood at this price is not going to get multiple offers. Um, so, I, I mean, I think it's, t it's timing, it's location, it's all of those things, and I it's yeah. hard to... Well, there are ways to handle that for sure and strategies around that. But I want to come back to the whole gross underpricing concept. Mm -hmm. That, to me, just sounds really dumb. Let, let's just start with that. And also, what kind you're, of service are you offering the seller? You're saying what's dumb is coming in with a list price from day one that is well below market for the sole purpose of soliciting a multiple offer scenario and driving the closing price well above the list price. That's so short. in my mind, so, oh, yeah, you do want to, so in my mind, what I, that strategy is what done. is, what is in my brain is, is okay. Some gross underpricing. I hear the strategy part, but how strategic are you really being? If you're willing to take too big of a risk with money, that's not yours, right? Not your money. Not your house. If you want to do that with your house that you're selling as a realtor, which also you need to make sure is very clearly ultimately stated. The, Nikki, ultimately the seller makes the decision. They do. Because they're the one but that signs the, list, the listing agreement. We all know that is done, right? I mean, I, I'm not going to say who is doing this, but I can rattle off 10 agents right now yeah. off the top of my head who use so, that strategy. So the, the problem with that, that's very short-term thinking, right? And it's very dangerous thinking because the way dangerous. the market is moving that fast right you could you could be proverbially cut, caught with your pants down on it i don't think that's you know the market is pretty strong but what happens if all of a sudden it hits the brakes right and then i roll in with an offer full cash offer for that list price zero contingencies close in 2 weeks 
pretty hard to say no to that contract, right? Right. Uh, on that end of it. So it's a very slippery slope. Kelly Baggett, the developer, says uh, that's the kind of deals he likes to make. So That's how he likes the list right there. So he may have to do that um, on that end of it. I happen to think it's short-term thinking, and if you're in it for a long time, you know eventually it's going to catch you, catch you on the tail tail end of it but you know again what works well for what works well for that agent and the buyer excuse me the seller is is, is on board with it ultimately the seller is the one that makes this decision to move forward i can assure you and i can say this about our little brokerage that won't happen in our little brokerage we will honestly price the home to what the market is at that particular particular moment may lose a few potential sellers out of it but we're not gonna we're not gonna play that game in our bro in our yeah. so i just wanted to come back to the hard to comp concept because there's a lot of data that you can take a look at that will help you make a really good um decision around how to price a property even when you can't find a single good comp and that happens i think more often than people in our area realize because they're so used to having comps First of all, the shortage in, in, um, in, in inventory makes that harder because there are less options to comp. But let's say you get a, oh, I don't know, for example, a beautiful home in orange that um, just doesn't have anything even within the entire county. So a ra- that's a raise, raise, the last a hand, six raise a hand here. Yeah. How many times have you got phone calls from brokers, uh, from appraisers saying, I don't have any comps, help me with this? So I, I get it all the time. Okay, so I don't get those now, and I didn't get those before, but what I did get was, hey, you know this area, you know these houses, this seems different to me. I only okay. have access to same information, this information's all been deleted, can you help me understand this property? Got it. And a lot of times I can say, absolutely, I've walked that property, here's why this sold at this price, here's the condition of this house, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, can I help you with anything else? Yeah. So as I'm sitting here, just to tell you how crazy things are, I'm tracking, I track live the seven-day running thing. Right. Since we've started this show, five houses just went, on the, went, went into pending. Yeah. Literally in the last weekend, in the last hour. We're just going to keep watching that tick up after right. this weekend that we've seen you guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In the next 24 hours, let's yeah. just keep watching it. Todd Rath watching the program, the owner of Blue Toad Hard hey. Cider. Ooh. Todd Rath, um, also a pretty significant real estate investor. In a fast-moving market, the best strategy I have found is to set a date out in the future, taking offers until this date. Yeah. That's how he caveats um, the real estate he trades. Uh, he does a little window. We'll take offers until this date. And, and I can tell you of the 30 hours of looking at houses and making offers over the weekend, everything that was in the right location, price, features, condition, had we will be accepting offers at 5 o'clock on Monday, right. Monday. Yeah, Not a patent watch. It's a really solid strategy. But by it. the way, just for the interrupt you. By the yeah. way, one of the things that I'm also now seeing in the thing, but the seller reserves the right to accept to an accept offer it previous at, at any time. At any time. That is something new that's starting that to it, slide yes. slide into that. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, and if that caveat is sliding into language, that tells you it's a seller's market. Yeah, that, I, that sentence right there shows yeah. I have all the leverage and I know it. That's look, what that sentence look, means. Uh, look, don't misinterpret me. Okay. This is a seller's market. But that's what that sentence means, though. But but if the home is not in a good condition right now, the condition is mattering more than ever. Yes. Twelve months ago, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Now it matters. And if you tap, and literally, it happened to me yesterday. Two homes side by side. 
and I cannot explain it any clearer than that. One had, uh, the guy was literally begging me, make an offer, right? The other one was like, yeah, stop bothering me. I got too many offers. So. <laughs> Um, she said, Donna, a little bit of disagreement there with you, Keith. She says, not always, Keith. Houses on the market for a long time are probably sellers who are motivated to get it sold. She also says, people who want to buy and are currently renting need to get with a trusted lender, Ross Mortgage, she puts in parentheses, <laughs> to help get their finances in order to buy. Scott Morris, Ross That's Mortgage, the right. program right there. Well, um, it would not be any day without Donna disagreeing with me. So I've, I've, <laughs> I've, met, I've met my com- my one commitment for the day. Thank you, Donna, for disagreeing with me. Uh, Nikki Chambliss, I know you got something to say. I see the wheels moving over Oh, there. I always have something to say. I can do That's this why I like all you. day, every day. What are you talking about? Where do we want to go right now? Um, <laughs> no. uh, we're talking market conditions, guys. Put the comments in the feed. Ken Wooten, is that your dad? That is my dad. He's Hi, giving dad. you some props. Um, Todd says, it's okay. if the market is truly a seller's market and that a property is in top condition, why not try a live auction strategy? Wow. A live auction strategy. If yeah, I, yeah man, I don't even know if we can do that. Uh, uh, yeah, that's 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 let's let's pivot that a little bit. Yeah. Go to Blue Toad and get some cider. <laughs> right? That's, I'm that's here the for right, this conversation right. pivot. I'm like, yes, absolutely. When so, are we doing the show from there? My location <laughs> show. Yeah. I'm in uh, with Kate. I went on that playing. one. With Kate playing, playing. Can I talk and sing? Like, can I, I bet can you go back and forth? Can well, okay, actually, well, yes, yes. The answer is yes. You can. We know that I can. Lori Walker Collins giving Amanda some props right now. If you guys have some questions. Put them in the feed here. This a case question, study would be great if you could. If you have a case study, put it in the feed as well. This is um, this has come from uh, the feed. Um, Thomas says, can you get the panel's take if the outer county and properties within driving distance of Charlottesville and Albemarle are softening at all, or if they expect the same momentum that they're seeing close to Charlottesville and Albemarle County as we're seeing right now? That's a good question. Who wants to start with that one? So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with that whole I can still talk thing. Um, (laughs) I do feel like a a solid home, right, a home in good condition that is well-priced is actually doing better than a couple months ago I thought it would right now, truly. And I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that indicated by offers coming in. I'm seeing this indicated by um, the listing agents getting a plethora of really great intelligent questions around the properties. I'm seeing this by busy open houses that are happening in those surrounding counties. And that doesn't necessarily apply to every single property. And yet as a general rule, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised because I'm happy about this part, right? I like having a nice spring market. I think it's a good pick-me-up for everyone, buyers, sellers, realtors. It just feels right and like spring. Um, so I am seeing that that is, that is at a nice pace. That is having its nice spring busy situation. I think it depends. <laughs> um, I hate using that answer and being evasive on it, but I think, I think it depends. Go to Blue Toad and drink some cider. You, you, go, you, go. you, go, you go to Lake Monticello is, is still yeah. hot. Yeah. So Fluvanna County is still, still moving pretty fast. Um, yeah. I think, you know, Nelson County, I think there, there's not a whole lot on the market. So if you're priced well and, you're, and you know, it's a nice house, then it will probably sell. Um, but, it, you know, whether it's softening or not, there's a, the thing that I would say is I'm, I'm not seeing – Lake Monticello and Palmyra, I've seen a lot of activity. Green, I've seen a lot of activity. Um, 
Nelson, I would say, is a little slower, but it's just there's not a lot of activity there um, to be had, regardless of homes for sale in general. Um, and so to, add, to add to your point, the last seven days there was one, two, three, only four. I take that back. Hang on a second. Five, ten homes. Excuse me, 12. Oh, boy, it goes a little further down. I, I have to – you keep on talking. I made a mistake. I made a <laughs> huge – literally changing. I literally – literally, 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 as I was talking to you, four more showed up. So to your point, so contracts that were written – because we have like 48 hours, if I remember right. correctly, to load exactly. them in once they go on the contract. So literally as I'm doing this – they're, they're but one, two, three, four. But five, also, six. it saves you time and energy if you get in there really quick, so people aren't blowing up your phone. <laughs> there you go. Pro tip, for sure. Right there, <laughs> for sure. For While sure. we're at it, hire a director of operations. <laughs> oh, Nikki, I like it. I like it. Scott Morris giving you some props, um, guys. This is from Cully. I think that the reason condition is so important right now is because potential buyers know that with the enormous interest rates of today's market, they will be wanting to refinance in the next five years as interest rates hopefully come back down to earth, in which at that time the condition will potentially give them more skin in the game. The market will probably have cooled by then, as well as people's willing willingness to look past cosmetics and potential needs for the home will be significantly less. This is more of a question than a statement. Sky so, is a builder of real estate in Central Virginia who's leaving this comment. Right? So of the six buyers I worked with this weekend, their co overall comment was, I want to move into a house that somebody else spent the money to fix up. I do not want to spend the money to take the risk. By the way, I can't find a... I can't find a renovator, right? Mm -hmm. I can't get materials. Let somebody go ahead and do that. And I'm willing to spend more money for it to go, cash to buy it to go ahead and do, and do that. Um, I mean, I think that that, that, is, that is something I know I've talked to with buyers about that as well, is that that is just one of the things is if it's not move in and they are something that they don't like within the, with the condition of the home. And it could be as simple as paint color, <laughs> um, you know, easy, easy, easy fixes. Finding contract if they aren't un, if they are unable to do it themselves or unwilling, finding contractors Impossible. is is really hard. So that means that they are going to have to live with that atrocious paint color for six to twelve months, if not more, to, before that can be addressed. So at this moment, the one that just popped in Nelson County had four pendings. Um, in the last 70 days. Charlottesville and Albemarle are the winners. Right. Big time. Right. On it, you know. But four of them, and one just popped up as, as we were talking earlier. I just wanted to make sure. Well, I'll sure. be bringing one on in Nelson. There we <laughs> in go. Afton. Is it coming oh, soon, Sage? No, it is not. So okay. I, can't I can't talk too much about do it. Do I want to get your take on the two-week coming soon period and if no. it's too long or not? Or do we need to go down that road? So the Mets, do you think they're going to do good this the, year? I'm sure, you, I'm sure you have a take on that, yeah. right? Two weeks seems like for the layman an astronomically long time for a coming soon period. But are you, let's ask the question a different way. Are you guys seeing coming soon being used now or just not being used anymore? Oh, I'm seeing it it's being used. used. It is okay. so being used. Now, it's not necessarily being used correctly, and that's a challenge. And How, that's so a point that of mean? education. What does that mean? When it's coming soon, between the coming soon and active date, because of our clear cooperation that all agents have access to knowing and hopefully understand, there are no showings in that time. That is a no-showing time. But coming soon, correct me if I'm wrong, you can do a digital showing. No. You can no. walk. You cannot walk through the house 
doing yeah. a Facebook Live on a coming no. soon? Absolutely no. not. Is no. that 100% sure? Yes. That's being... Well, if that's being done, it's And like I said, yeah. it's not that's being a... followed well. Okay. And truly Because well, I'm seeing that. And I think a lot of it is not understanding what the rules are. And what happens if you ignorance. get caught doing that? Just out of curiosity. Oh, you know what? That's a great question. So what is the punishment of walking through a house with a Facebook Live showing so the property? So we're, we're going to let Carr address that. Yeah, let's we're gonna do stay, that. We're going to stay you know away what? from that. Because I don't know right off the top it, of my it's head. A, it's, a, it's a very slippery slippery. Uh, I can't even say it. Slippery slope. Thank but you. But that is okay. an Thank association. Thank you on that. Uh, okay. But yes. to go back to the coming soon question of the 77. You get a fine, Donna Patton says. The, yeah, the, she knows. Is, is, is it, the Don, fine $50? It, it, is the no. fine $25? Let, 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 is it a nominal fine? Let's wrap a bow around this. Okay. Um, it's not substantial. Let's okay, leave right. it at that. Um, 17 of the 77 that came active in the last seven days are in the coming soon status. And I want to add something. So, and Please. it's not about the fine; it's about your reputation. Well, the right? thing is, if you do it over a certain amount of time, you can get lose your the, access to them. Yes, mm-hmm. and you kind of need access. So, to how loss. would you like to see coming coming soon better used? So, uh, so, so, guys, time out. Oh yeah. So, there's a whole DOJ lawsuit going on along. This is a very slippery slope that we we need to stay away from. On, on this conversation, but at the moment, the rules are abundantly clear. They're written in the car MLS, and if you're a real estate agent, you need to read them and follow them, and we're going to leave it at that because there, there's way too many lawsuits going on, and we surely are not going to start talking about that right, right. now. No, and that, I don't think that's where we were trying to take the conversation at all, so I think that's good. Yeah, where yeah. do you want to take it? I, I don't know. I'm not Go sure ahead. that Go I Go ahead. Can. I'll stop you. Well, it, yeah. I think Amanda had a really, really great example earlier in the conversation where there's a property that's coming soon, and she's made an appointment for Friday afternoon yeah. when it's active. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it's So that's allowed. That, yes. and, that's right. allowed. And that's right. And that's excuse. Nobody can see it until Friday. The that, short, that, is, that is the, the short the answer, day. Jerry, no real estate agent supposed to be in that house other than the listing agent prior to active. Flat, period, end yes. of story. Yes. How that's enforced and what's get done, that's above our pay grade at, at this particular date. Yes. Uh, Vanessa Parkhill watching the program in Earliesville here. Um, this comment has come in the feed. I'm seeing many properties that are for sale in a coming soon period with photos. Um, yeah, so that's allowed. So, so that's yeah. allowed. So, so it goes out. It goes so out. So it can be marketed. Yeah. It can be marketed. But it cannot, you cannot, it, it cannot be shown. Yeah. You cannot tour it in coming soon status. Is, is a Facebook Live a showing? So in order for that to happen, an agent would have to get into the home, which right. would be violating the... Okay, follow-up question. Could the listing agent do a Facebook Live during coming soon and then share that Facebook Live with other agents? I don't know it's not answer. any different than a virtual tour being hosted. Yeah, I would say that. Right. So it can do that. Yeah, right? So that does not count as a show. I don't, I don't know the answer. So if you're looking... I just pulled up one just for the heck of it on that. So in the, in the listing. So if you're saying... Bill McChesney says 660 Concord went coming soon, and then it went under contract within hours of the coming soon period. So we have viewers and listeners yeah. literally showing us listings that yeah. are in well, coming soon here. On and the I, I, so, I, I think that that's... So I think... We need, we need to shift away from this conversation yeah. and just that because, yeah, that it, there's violations and we, we 
you know, we're, it's the above our pay grade. The four of us at this table are not the convening authority to right. enforce that. Right, we are that. not. Exactly. These are people outside of exactly. our table that, that go ahead and do that. Right. Now, now it could be on that one listing and went coming soon and two seconds later it got hit as active. We, we don't know that for sure. But the reality of it is incoming soon, it ha you can put a, a, a virtual tour, let's call a FaceTime video the same as a coming uh, as a Facebook tour. You just cannot get a real estate agent into that house until it goes active. And it, that is as clear as a bell. And how, how it's enforced is outside of our purview at this table. No, but I will say, like, there's this conversation happening, even though we're like, hey, it's time yeah, to rein it in, sure. and it is. It means there's a problem. But the, well, but the fact that we're able to do this and have these conversations, I mean, you have these multiple times a week, right? I'm privileged to be part of it twice a month. So we, like, is, have, we like having you. Thank you. I so love I'm it. looking at 312. No, she's making a but, good point, though. No, oh, but the education that we're offering to the community as a whole, there this isn't go. just for... Our brokerage. This isn't just for our sponsors or just for the consumer or just for the realtor or the broker. It's for everybody and it's beneficial to everyone. And your guys' engagement, which you are amazing about, is key to that. So thank you. But it just really shows like I don't just show up here to hear myself talk. I can do that from anywhere and I do all day long. <laughs> right? So it's the voices in the head. They, I got oh, all of me. As I'm just saying, all however many are going on up there. <laughs> I, I, I do. I can't not talk to myself. If you've never worked with me or met me, I'm sorry. I will be annoying. It's not on purpose. It just is what it is. So uh, just to, to talk about this, um, 312 Jefferson Drive, Palmyra, Virginia. It's incoming soon. Under agent remarks, showing start Friday, March 24th. Uh, 24th, so that's when the showings are going to start. Text listing agent before that date to set up appointments. So that's what we can do. Right. And in it, there are virtual tours, so forth and so on, that you can take a look at. Take a look at the home. There you go. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, we'll move on from this topic. Questions, put them in the feed. We will relay them live on air to the viewers and listeners. Donna sends the uh, MLS clear cooperation <laughs> Of course she did. In the feed. Thank, Thank you, Donna. You're the best. And she wants to emphasize she is the supervising broker. <laughs> she Donna, is. we love she you, is. Donna Patton. Uh, I can't she wait to have you back on the show. I see that. She's doing that <laughs> in the comment section right now. Pa uh, Pamela Bear Bartlett. Well, that, that's oh, giving hey, you some props. Man. So that's important, and thank you, Donna. So, you, so those who have questions about it should click on that and read the rules. They're pretty right. abundantly clear on it. The enforcement in it is way beyond our ability at, at this table. Uh, to This is from Kelsey. To Jerry's point, should the period be shortened? Does anyone want to touch on that, or do you want to go to the next one? Yeah, it, it's the problem. Up to there. They don't make that call, guys. But you guys could offer an opinion if it should be shortened or not. It seems yeah. pretty long. Yeah, so... so. Well, in other areas, it's longer. And really? So, in other areas, it's shorter. So, that's, so right. that's the point. Yeah. The National Association of Realtors gave individual associations and boards the ability to kind of tweak it a little bit to the way they want to do it. Also to go ahead and determine what the fines are right. are in it. So yeah. that's why this is a bit of a slippery slope because every MLS is a little different on it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, go ahead. Can I, actually, I feel like I have a solid answer to the question that, that was asked. And I think, well, so one, it depends on the property and the market that we're in, right? Because it's all about the strategy that you're using to market a property. And generally speaking, in the time that I've been in real estate, I have 
not ever used all two of those weeks. And I have strategically, in most cases, used at least a few days to usually like three actually is what I've usually used. And it was part of my plan that I laid out really well to sellers of properties, right? And so that is definitely a conversation to have with your trusted advisor and know what their strategy is and how they're using that to best benefit you. So it's interesting. I, I was just looking through a couple of them. I Some agree them- with Nikki. I think it helps you plan. Like, like so as an agent, if I have out-of-town buyers and they are yes. coming in, yeah, that it gives me an opportunity to say, hey, this is a weekend you need to come to Charlottesville to look at homes. Yes. Right? Um, so if it's in coming soon, I can say, hey, this checks a lot of your boxes. She, and She follows up by saying this. Just for the record, the two-week coming soon period, if you use the full two weeks, all it does is it creates more stress and headaches for us sellers. We just went through this now, and that two-week period just seemed like additional selling time and stress for our family. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, it is a stressful time period, right, whether there's two weeks of coming soon or not. So I do understand well, the, that. Well, the question is, is, is that a seller that's speaking? Yeah, she sold. Yeah. yeah so so the, when we do it and so we she nev- probably had the full two weeks so when we, them there. Yeah. When yes. we do it, we so never use like. the two weeks. Right. We only I use a couple of days. Weeks. And the seller has no idea about the phone calls that we're getting. Right. So I'm, I'm curious on how that seller knew the phone calls that were coming up because they come into the agent and they text the agent to set up the schedules. Now, what could be the stress is, is that, that as just these... Just the house is out there. That causes stress. It your house is for just many out sellers, there. yes. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. You're not, you not incorrect about that. Yeah, so, so the, these, these things are very open-ended and each little association gets to do what it wants to do. The agents get to do what they want to do. But from a high-level perspective... Again, and Donna, correct me if I'm wrong. Simply put, agents are not supposed to be in the house until it goes active, and you can set up appointments. Right. As far as stress on the seller goes, I, I, I don't. We've never done two weeks. We've done a couple of days, mainly because we're waiting for more photos to come in. We just had enough photos to do it. There was a couple of things that have to be done on the house. You know, a couple of condition stuff. We've been talking about this all day today about condition that we wanted to give the contractors another couple of days, but set a little bit of tickle out there. Hey, we're coming on the market. Two weeks is a long time, but it it depends on the agent and the seller and what they agree to. Right. Um, so, ladies and Keith, where do you think we're gonna? Good, thank you for throwing Keith in. And here. Keith, and where do you think where do you think we're gonna go? If from January one until now, Charlottesville and the car footprint have seen six to nine percent appreciation. Yeah. I mean, today's the first day of spring. Now, granted, we've made comments before. Maybe the spring market has already sprung, or maybe the spring market is a thing in the past because of iPhones and smartphones. People have access constantly to the inventory. Are we going to see another 6 to 9% of appreciation here in the next two couple quarters, the next rest of the year? Where are we going to go? You want to start with that one, Amanda? Should we break up the crystal? <laughs> we I mean, that's um, a crystal ball question. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, and I'm seeing... We do. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing that... Uh, I don't know that it's going to be as... as sharp of an increase as what we saw last year month over month type of thing um but we are seeing increases i mean it's again going back to a lot earlier in our conversation there is still a big lack of inventory so if the condition's right the location's right and that it's going to sell and there you're going to see increases in value um month after month 
Nikki Chambers. So I think it's one of those things where we use that 4% trend line, right, as a really good example. And currently we are above that, right? And in not only just our area with our, hey, real estate is hyper-local, but from a larger viewpoint, nationwide, United States and Canada, right? We are above that. And I think that we will eventually have an evening out of it that will not feel like a drop. I don't think we're... I hope in my time in real estate we don't ever experience an 08 again. Um, and who knows <laughs> really? what could happen in the world. I know, right? Yeah. No, didn't do it once. Don't want to do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I hear y'all talk about it. And it's like, oh, that's like not, that's way worse than going uphill both ways in snow to school. That's like having been raised in the war, you know, like, except in a nation where it was happening at your door. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to wish that on any future of all of ours. Um, but I do think that we're going to see that come back into play. And for years after 08, people were wondering, are we ever really going to see that 4%, right? So we're kind of on a reverse side of that conversation where it's like, ooh, is this, or do we need a new 4%? Is 4% maybe 5 or 6 Who knows? But I do think that it will eventually balance out in a way that isn't some sort of a tank or decrease. And the reality is you're still having that long-term Value. So as long as you are in real estate in whatever form, whether it's you're that property owner and this is your, your household and where you live and reside full time, or whether it's a stepping stone that will eventually be your first, second, third investment property, whether it's an investment property, if you're in this over the time period of, gosh, I don't know, 10 years plus, then you're fine. You have a, a piece of property, an asset that can be an investment if you treat it as such, right? And that last part is key regardless of what stage in this conversation you're in. Well said, Nikki, uh, well said, Nikki, Keith Smith. Well, I was actually going to want to take uh, Amanda's take, take on that particular question because I'm taking a look at some numbers what sold in Charlottesville versus the same uh, first quarter of this year versus first quarter last year just to see what the percentage jump is on that trying to do that live but what's your what's your take on that question like what's the what's the difference between yeah the, i mean the, 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 the increase what, yeah mm-hmm. um i don't know that i i know um i mean i think i do think that you're gonna i don't think it's gonna be well i don't know i really don't know um because i always am surprised there i there are t- i am in the mls pretty frequently um, my kids think I have an addiction to the MLS because I am constantly. Everybody at this table has. I, I, I am constantly in the MLS. <laughs> I'm on the MLS and there are homes that come on the market, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like what are these people thinking? Well, to go and, back, and then it's gone in a couple of days. Well, um, go- and and then there are, there are times where I'm like, I wonder why it's so low like so like so there's i'm i'm constantly amazed sometimes so i think it is it's it's hard to say i don't i don't, I don't know what the so we don't are. know what we don't know right, right. and 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 yes. but uh that being said i'm going to kind of stick to my prediction that we're going to be somewhere by the end of the year the three to six percent overall right some areas are going to be a little higher some right. areas are going to be a little bit lower on that, some of it may go backwards, right? Some of them we might have a negative uh, uh, if it's not in the right location, price, features, condition, so forth and so on across things. But back to the question about the where and the outer outer areas, mm. we just had a home 
in Greene County that was depending on how you drive. The way Jeffrey drives is about 15 minutes. The way <laughs> old guys drive, it's about 30 to 40 minutes on that end of it, depending on who, whose car you're in at the time. Uh, uh, you know, we had multiple offers north of that listing price um, in 24 hours. Right. So is that the edge of the rubber band now, or is now the rubber band further out? I mean, you had a home in Green. That. I mean, I want to say this again. A home in Green County with a five in front of it. That went under contract. Low, low five. Low but still, it had a five in front of it. In Greene County, multiple offer scenario. Yeah. Folks beating each other with a stick to try this buy, to buy this house. And you did it in a couple days. This is in Greene County. Yeah. So are we like... I want to really just put that... Are we like more Rutgersville hub area of yes. Greene County? Yes. Because I think that's the key. It's that whole location. And really, if you're talking like Rutgersville area, that's not really out there. Like that's like... I don't know, extended North Star. So what do you, so let's define <laughs> it. I've been here 23 years. I never thought I would, you got, you've been here, you grew up here. You've been here longer than me. To say a home in Greene County with a five in front of it, multiple offer in a couple days, I didn't think there would be a time that I would say that. Well, first of all, it's a stellar house. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's. It's that, a great house. It's uh, beautiful. Uh, it's, a, it's in green. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think. Uh, more importantly, Talk about Lake Monticello, right? All of us know Lake Monticello. Right? 4,300 homes in the Lake Monticello. 4,300 homes. There's nine, depending on how you slice it. I'm taking out the one that's a couple hundred days off because it's just, it's just something's not right there on, on that end of it. And, and you know, the medium sales price has got a, 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 three, a, a, a big three in front of it, right? My first sale ever in real estate was at Lake Monticello, and it was it what, like 140? And, and it was five digits. Oh, it's five digits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 5, it, was, it was like ninety-five thousand. Or actually, I think it was like seventy-nine thousand dollars. <laughs> it used to be where I would go to help somebody. And it was get a three-bedroom, two-bath, two beautiful home. But that's yeah. two-bath, brand new home. Yeah, yeah. Katie Pearl watching the program. Hey, KTV, Katie. We love hey, you watch the show. Hi. She says, "I think if there was more higher-priced homes in Greene County, they would all go equally as fast." She said, if there were more homes in the fives or higher, they would all sell equally as fast. In the right condition with the right features. Yeah, Woody Fincham, yeah. frequency when doing trending will cause some periods to seem like they are changing faster than they really are. We, if things stay the status quo, will continue to appreciate, but the delta you guys are discussing is not sustainable. I think it's appearing, uh, it's startling that what the reality will be, time will tell. Um, he's saying this appreciation is not going to continue at this clip. Literally in 2023, the first quarter is not even over, and we've seen six to nine percent appreciation. This is it's, it's, again, it's it depends unsettling. On, it is depends, the word I would use. It, it depends on the where, guys. Right. So mm -hmm. we need to be we need to be uh, be careful. Be careful with that. So hold on a second. I just want to go back to Lake Monticello. <laughs> Just to talk about this. The media, <laughs> no, no. Well, the reason I, I like using Lake Monticello is because it's same kind of home, basically, right? right. Single family detached. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them yeah. from a numbers perspective. It makes sense. But, but it just so you, we've been there for a long yes. time. Yes. Um, year to date, would you want to take a gander at what the median sales price is at Lake Monticello? Median kicks out my high and low. Um. Got a three in front of it. I was gonna, I was gonna say like three, three thirty something. Look at you, three thirty-five. Well yeah. done. Look at you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm again. When I started in real estate, like my very first sale was like seventy-nine thousand dollars. What year was like that? Nineteen ninety-nine. Nineteen ninety-nine. Um, 
was out at Lake Monticello, and that, that I dealt a lot with like first-time home buyers and that type of thing. That so it was always like that was the option because it was so much more affordable, right? Um, so where is that now? Where is that affordable? Where is that? Well, where is that starter? Buckingham. Home? I don't. Waynesboro. You know, I've had this conversation a couple of times. Like, I, you know, there. The villas at so the villas, well, and that was the, I think that con. So Hessian Hills really yes. Hessian Hills condos really kicked off the condo conversion craze that happened right mm-hmm. before the um, before the housing crisis. Before that the was a bit, the, and that was supposed to be, as I recall, it was supposed to be like a three year project, and it was eighteen months. Because they sold out so quickly. Because they sold out so quickly. And so then, and then and then it went. And was then it, at, is that Barrick West next? And then um, eighteen hundred JPA. Okay. And then um, Square. And then you had Walker Square mm-hmm. and the Villas at Southern Ridge and um, Barracks West. Um, Villas at Southern Ridge. A lot of there. I mean, I think that that would have sold at a much faster clip. Had, the not, had, had, had it not been delayed because of the construction, because that was a renovation. They did some renovation in the beginning, and I was on the sales team of that, so I remember. Um, That's where I met her for the first time. Yep. Um, so if there hadn't been delays in the construction part of that, that would have, I think, would have gone just as fast as Hessian Hills. Hessian Hills. But what happened is that condo financing went away. Evaporated. Right. Yeah. And I think that, but I do think that there's something to be said for that type of a project here would to to have some affordable housing is, is so you so you got you know but but it's but the jurisdiction's got to let it happen right 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 you oh know, for sure i mean and, i know that there's a whole lot of barriers to that but i'm just saying yeah. like to me that that is something that could help answer some of that affordable housing type of thing because they're because the rents are so expensive so there are there are apartment communities right now where the the rents are oh, yeah. are are way high, and you know if, if it was converted to a condo, and they could have home ownership for you know as a it doesn't have to be I think I, t- I told I had some buyers recently that I was with, um, your first one doesn't have to be your forever one. Oh yeah, well said. Yes, <laughs> and you guys want to hear something crazy? Walker Square, two bedroom, two bath, eleven hundred square feet, three hundred seventy five thousand dollar asking price. Yeah. Um, Hessian Hills has I mean, no inventory on the market. Barracks West, no inventory on yeah. the market. And the Villas at Southern Bridge mm-hmm. has a three-bedroom, two-bath um, at 235 ask, four days on the market. So that there's your starter home in Charlottesville, Alamo County. And, and how many bedrooms was that? Because I was looking the at The Villas Southern Ridge is three-bedroom. It's no, no, Walker Square. Walker Square is two-bedroom, two-bath, yeah. 1,100 square feet. Yeah, I was selling. 375. I was, this needs TLC. I was selling them for under $200,000. Four or five years ago. Walker Square, to Walker Square's credit, and I'm not trying to knock the villas, love the villas, got a spot in the villas, but it's Walker Square is way walkable. Yeah, yeah. You can get oh, anywhere sure. without, you don't even need a freaking car if you live the, in the city. The walk square. Or the work walk, in the city. The walk square on that is 98. Yeah, Walker yeah. Square is nice. Yeah, it's if about I was in, the two, in my 20s again, I'd, I'd rather live there over the villas. Just because I could walk downtown, midtown, all those restaurants and whatnot. But I'm not throwing shade yeah. at the villas. Granted, the price point, we're talking at $140,000 delta for walking, essentially. Yeah. Right? $140,000 yeah. for walking. Yes. I'm well, curious. what I can't remember what the condo fees difference between the two. They're probably comparable. I would bet you Walker Square is a little higher. Uh, uh, 
would, you would, guys would know more than would I would be, but we'd have to take a yeah. deep yeah. dive into it. But this conversation reminds me of something. Uh, so on Wednesday, um, we're going to do our, uh, you know, what it takes to win. We're going to do more of this, but we're going to bring Woody in, uh, a bunch of experts into it to talk about it, and uh, actually going to have a home buyer actually sit with us on the end of it. Friday, we're actually not going to have any show because yours truly is is uh, co-chairing the an event at Omni from the Regional Housing Partnership where we're actually going to be talking about, we got the stakeholders at, at the table, or in this, there's a couple hundred of us, couple hundred folks that we're going to be talking in front of that we're going to be talking about this exact thing how nice. how does policy help us achieve nice. increasing inventory yeah. um guys you got uh agents from long and foster nest town and real estate three on the feed you got trace watching in houston texas who just said my son and his fiance just bought a three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars starter home in a suburb of Houston. It's crazy here too, guys. We have an inventory shortage across the country, so it's not unique to Central Virginia. Thank you, Trace, for leaving that comment. Why don't you guys offer some uh, closing perspective? Anything you want to cover, Chainless is ready to rock and roll, I can already tell. Always, uh, we've addressed cake, this already. Cake, Anywhere. cake, No, it doesn't cake. have to be her band. Anything oh, no, she wants we'll to be. do. Oh no. Show is yours, okay. my friend. Well, so I think one of the things we were moving towards saying, and we'll probably continue to talk about, is that it's time to rethink how we define our first time home, right? Maybe that's a condo, maybe it's generational living, right? But we have to rethink that if you actually want to get in a home before you're in your, I don't know, mid thirties something. I'm not sure what, what that's looking like for everybody right now. I mean, I have the data, don't get me wrong, but the important part is rethink it. It doesn't have to be your forever home. Matter of fact, I would highly recommend it not be. Yeah. It's really Great investment strategy, well, which y'all know I'm a huge fan of. I've been in this. <laughs> well said. I agree with that. I agree with that. The I've white been... picket fence with the backyard may not be a reality for the no. first time home anymore. And honestly, a lot of people now don't want to take care of all that anyway. So how about let's let go of a vague concept that you feel like you have to impose upon yourself. And let's find out what you really, really want. Yo, tell me what you want. <laughs> what you really, really want? Was that an LL Cool J well, song right there? Oh, it was actually probably a few songs. I think you can drill that, that down to that what you really need, right? Yeah, it's, it's I, it doesn't have to even. It, Sometimes you just want something because you want it. It's like cool. That's fine. Well, I mean, but I'm but what I'm saying is, is like it. You know, if it's you know a young young couple, no kids, then they don't need four bedrooms, two and a half baths, uh, yes. right? Um, I mean, maybe, maybe. So, so maybe reevaluating the the need part of it. Yes, yeah, maybe you're not going to be happy. Maybe we just need to say this, and it's tough to say. Maybe you're not going to be really, really happy with the first home you buy, but you're realizing you're locking in uh, a mortgage and you're building a housing savings account. And you have an yes. opportunity to yes. sacrifice for a little bit, and then you could potentially trade up or keep it as an investment. I mean, it might Maybe even be ugly, that. right? And it, it might even be ugly, but you know yeah. what? It's a house, and it's yours. Right, it's right. your ugly baby. You're not paying rent, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yes, yes. So the six buyers, millennial buyers, I am helping this weekend, all are thinking exactly the same way. This Good. is not my Good forever for home. This is just getting That's my foot hear. in the, in the door. Um, if my if my income changes, I'm going to hang on to it and rent it and move up the move, move up the ladder. Every single one of them are having, and these are folks that are in their lower mid, mid, early 30s. 
is kind of where they're where mm-hmm. they're at at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, just had their first child, yada yada yada. You know exactly that. So I'm really excited to, to your point, Nikki. I'm waiting patiently to see the 2023 home buyers and sellers generational trend report, which mm-hmm. is going to come out, I think, in April. It usually comes out every April, and we talk about it on the show. And I'm really interested mm-hmm. on what that last 12 months data shows. Yes. So. At least in 22, everybody wanted the house and the white picket fence, but maybe reality isn't isn't there there at there at the moment. But so um, don't you know you have to either pay someone or pressure wash it and restain it, repaint. Like there's some stuff that goes into that. It's called condition. Well, but I'm saying maybe it's you work. don't. You you say you want that, but do you really, truly? Yeah. So I, maybe I, not. I, I've been doing, and I'll just probably get into more trouble here today. Um, the there's no such thing as a forever house. There isn't. I've been doing this for 35 years. Very good plan. I've built 600 houses for people that told me this was their forever house for <laughs> retiring, and we're now selling their forever houses for them that we built 20, 25 years ago. So there's always the next step, whatever that is in your life mm-hmm. changes. And normally that's how why people move is because I'm too old to walk up a set of stairs. So now it's time to sell a house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the show. You guys have made it a breeze. You got you want you want to add something? Oh, well, come on, we could do okay. this all day. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It like oh, no I didn't. I'm just excited to be here. I it was love great. This. I love yeah. it when we have this amazing engagement. Today was it goes great. So well, right? And I don't think I've been fluid. on a bad show. Yeah, where you been? Which is like, what's that? Where you been? We missed you. Oh, I just so I stacked it at the end of this month because okay. I had I was in Richmond last week. You grinding? It was amazing. Yeah. Mark King, president of KW, dude is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I didn't even know. Very nice, very I mean, nice. I mean, I knew, but I now I really know. Now she knows. Now. So it's next Monday you're with us, right? Yes, I'll cool. be back. Y'all get me in a week. Do we have, you have anybody uh, bringing with you? Do have you set that So yet? I'm working on that still. Okay. I have someone that I you know would really Amanda love back. to be my guest. You know we should bring Amanda back. I know. I'm putting I know. a plug in for Amanda. I got it. Let me try this again. You can always bring Amanda back. That's <laughs> great. Bring Amanda. I value your input, and I have plans. We should get Donna to... We should have Donna come Working on that, too. Yeah, because... Donna's great, too. That would be a great second, with all due respect, would be a great fourth seat, mainly because she just... Well, not knows pass everything. Up. No, 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 that's not <laughs> no, it at all. No, but she does like that. No, 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 thing. no, no, that's not it at all. She He's going to say, give, give Keith. Please. She will never pass an opportunity up to bust my chops. She says, oh, lie, Keith. Yeah, yeah I, I actually, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually really didn't see where that was Let going. Yeah. Well, Donna's like family. We, yes. our, my brothers and yes. sisters and her children grew up. You know together. what? And she is like family, and she watches. Her agents backs like family. Yes. Like that is her that is her superpower. Oh, let's not be too nice. She's got no no, no, no. I won't. But like truly, you know what? Sometimes you just need to give praise when praise is due. Yeah, and that but is that's we are lucky said. to have her. We yep. love you, Donna Patton. Judah Wickhauer, the director, lucky to have him. Keith Smith, Nikki Chambliss, Amanda Spagoni, the show archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. And Donna says, Keith actually loves it when I give him a hard time. She literally put that in the feed. <laughs> Real talk with Keith. Yeah, when she stops out. doing it, then that's when I get nervous. Oh, you should be. <laughs> the I Love Siebel Show, guys, is up in 50 minutes. Thank you kindly for joining us. Take care. You asked me the other you day. You awesome. Microsoft, that was a great show. Yes. What show it was today? Yeah. Uh,